This is 5 Minute Friday, proximity is power. Welcome back to the Super Day Sense podcast. Uh, we've got a very special episode on the 5 Minute Friday. Today, Vitaly and I are here together in Australia. Welcome Vitaly, how are you going? I'm good, uh, good to be back. After a long motorbike trip. Yeah, my wife couldn't believe I'm going back to uh, to see you. Like it's almost I've been missing you. <laughs> it's only been like five days, four days. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. How was the trip? I uh, loved it. Um, a lot of the afterthought um, pondering uh, that revealed like a lot of good ideas and fond feelings. So yeah, happy. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, same, same. Very cool trip, six days, and for me, like the craziest part was the varying so those who don't know we were on a motorbike trip with Adlan and the three of us Adlan, Vitaly and I uh, in New Zealand South Island we did six days from Christchurch we did a loop back to through Queenstown and back to Christchurch and um, the varying weather like second day was freezing in the evening then third day was raining like the sixth day it was windy as heck I remember Adlan like got shifted by a meter on the on the road it was insane it's insane what about you what is your biggest like memory ah heaps heaps um i think spending time with you and speaking of proximity uh it was good to rob a few uh kind of like bounce some of ideas and uh, gain clarity i guess in my head uh, on what i plan to to do in the future that was like, one of the greatest takeaways uh scenery was amazing Watching you guys swim in the lake uh, <laughs> next to Mount Cook, <laughs> Mount uh, Cook. <laughs> uh, on Monday, and um, yeah, as you said, uh, trying to warm up hands f- of the motorbike engine on another day yeah. just because it was bloody cold. Yeah, that was um, all these things. I think yeah, yeah, paint a good picture. That's crazy, and uh, yeah, today's episode is proximity's power. Interesting thing. Uh, I actually recorded a Five Minute Friday episode called Proximity's Power in August. I had a look back at them just now. So this is going to be Proximity's Power number two. I guess it's good to refresh things sometimes. And also, like, we actually lived this um, value just recently. And I think it's, it's a good, it's fresh in our mind. So what does Proximity is Power mean to you? This is a, this is a Tony Robbins quote, right? I would actually start with physics. Um, like, if... Um you guys remember the physics from the school. Um, I would say proximity is force. There is a gravity force that we all know about that is directly proportional to the mass of the bodies in contact. And um, is it like counter? Like yeah, yeah, it's what well, uh, g m over m divided r squared. R squared, yeah. So yeah, uh, proximity, like all the distance, um, is um, uh, the opposite proportional. What do you call it? The like, uh, inverse. I think. Yeah, inverse. <laughs> we need to brush up all this terminology, like uh, to the uh, square of the distance. Yeah. So I think it starts with the molecules and with the bodies like on Earth to exhibit this force or power, uh, which kind of like the first thought that came to mind when you mentioned that topic. Yeah, interesting. That's a good point. Physical power. I, I think uh, in magnetism, like, so that in gravity, it's proportionate to, inversely proportionate to the squared of distance. And in magnetism, I think it's inverse proportion to the sixth degree of the distance. So yeah, in any case, when two objects are closer, the force is stronger. Indeed. Same works, I guess, for people as well. 
you mentioned Tony Robbins, like uh, recent event that we both attended. Um, Date with Destiny 2018. <laughs> Is there any affiliation? That you no, have? no affiliation. <laughs> so many fans uh, got, uh, Tony Robbins got so many fans out <laughs> your advertising. Uh, I'm one of them. So yeah, uh, Tony Robbins mentioned that for a relationship to actually to begin, like for the deep meaningful relationship to begin, uh, there were three elements that were necessary. One of them was um, proximity. Like, so two people need to be in some physical proximity of each other. Uh, second was a match on values, if I remember correctly, um, or beliefs. And the third one is chemistry. So that spark that... Um, could be a random event or a joke or something that played well that would lead to like good relationships mm -hmm. um, with other people and um, same comp ingredients are needed to maintain those relationships mm -hmm. so um, very topical conversation with my wife I have to travel a lot for work and not having physical proximity I know slowly tries to chip in of our relationships. So I have to mend them and re rebuild them like every time I get back with more intensity and whatnot. Um, so yeah, that's how I think of it uh, from my side. What about yourself? I know you travel a lot. How do you uh, manage uh, to get proximity to people you want to be around, uh, your significant other, your family and friends? Good question. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so it's it's pretty, it's, it's interesting, like you, it's a trade-off of travel that you, when you travel, you get to see places, experience cultures and just enjoy different things in life. But at the same time, you miss out on the uh, being, being close to the people you love. So I got an example, for instance, now I'm back in Brisbane for about a month and a half. So all of December and half of January. And I could have gone and stayed on the Gold Coast. So there's, uh, you know, like I like the Gold Coast. There's accommodation where I can stay there. Um, but at the same time, like the beach is closed. It's nice and relaxed. The so Gold Coast is, for those who don't know, it's, it's a city like 100 kilometers south of Brisbane, but it's on the beach. So like you can like live the beach lifestyle and just, just be more relaxed and calm. But I chose to be in Brisbane because my brother is here, Ilya, and I want to help him out. He's studying, uh, like uh, he's recording a course right now, uh, wants to master the topic of uh, robotic process automation and help other people learn it as well. And uh, like he's going through a transition in his life, a very exciting transition, and I want to be there for him. And instead of like being in Gold Coast and like just coming back to Brisbane, like what I you normally do like once a week, we would catch up. Like this, I'm here, I'm renting a... Um, like an apartment here for a week and a, a month and a half just to be next to him that's the only main reason and we catch up for lunch every day I go and help him clean out all my trash from his apartment which is not meant to be there like today we went to the swimming pool we have lunch almost every day uh, sometimes we catch up for dinner as well so I really enjoy that part and um, I guess you have to go do that extra effort to to really create to create the environment and opportunities and I, I see the difference i really see the difference kirill you mentioned um one of the solution is a trade-off um but i also noticed that with your um significant other with your girlfriend you are thinking of another solution uh, which doesn't involve trade-off uh, it's traveling together 
and you're working towards it. Could you elaborate on that a little bit more? Oh yeah, so um, that's a really cool one. So um, with my girlfriend, I'm very excited to be with her. You know, like I've been in relationships where traveling was the like get away, like run away from the other person and <laughs> just get a break like as an introvert. Uh, but with this girl, I'm really excited to be with her and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to be with you. So the solution here is, and same time I want to travel. Um, I want to have both. And so the solution is I spoke to her and I said, come on, like, let's, let's try to get you an online job. Let's see how it's like, it's so popular now to be a freelancer and you're very skilled. You love writing, you like, love science. So we're working together on an online job and um, we're going to start traveling like in, in January, we're going to Japan, then I'll bring her to Australia. Then we're going to go to um, other places in the world, we're going to live in South America for a little bit and so on. But like, so the trade-off there is still have the proximity. So kind of like, it's a loophole, have the proximity, but at the same time, have the travel together. I think I've never done that before. We'll see how it works. I've only done it with Adlan <laughs> and it, it worked just fine. Sounds good. Interesting that uh, your thoughts led me to um, a very common um, rule that not a lot of people actually deliberately um, act upon, uh, which is you are the average of five people you spend most time with. And you're thinking about traveling with your girlfriend is a deliberate choice of selecting that one person uh, be out of that five. You don't want to run away from her. You want to be with her because you want to uh, be together and get influenced uh, as well by her presence. I think that's um, in the same way you're spending time with your brother, with uh, Ilya, uh, to again uh, rub off each other, kind of like bounce ideas of each other, to I guess share and learn from each other. Yeah. I think that's probably the ultimate um, decision or action that I would take away. And again, I reassess my immediate. Um, close uh, circle of people I spend time with so in my immediate proximity to see how much time I spend with whom and if that happened deliberately or some of the people uh, moved into my life and took space um, by themselves without my deliberate choice because yeah, I think I, that's a good powerful decision isn't I it? think they think they come hand in hand right like proximity like you yeah, if you pick your significant other, they're inevitably going to be one of the five people you spend most time with. But like over to you, like who are the five people you spend most time with these days? Um, it's a good question. I was actually thinking about that on the way to, to your place to, to record this podcast. And before I answer that question, the reason I actually thought about that question was why our trip on the motorbikes had uh, such a significant impact on me I like like what the hell like why that <laughs> one week of New Zealand was like amazing and I almost was scared to mention it to my wife Amy about it because she would be like jealous or she would scold me like <laughs> like and only like for for a minute yeah uh, for me taking that amazing trip like I'm not inviting her along she's invited next time we should go with with girlfriends correct uh, I know I know um and she was invited but she she had work to do so yeah. uh I'm clean on that one um so you the were reason, wondering why the, was it so amazing? Yeah, and the reason I thought was the people I spent a lot of time this year were mainly, apart from my uh, 
lovely wife were mainly people from work from the same industry yeah. that I've been for for the last like 10 12 years yeah. they're an amazing bunch of people but I think that was almost like a bubble yeah. I haven't thought that much beyond that bubble yeah. uh, that much and by being exposed to yourself and Adelan like on the trip I left for a second that bubble kind of like aha uh-huh, well the world is much bigger than that yeah <laughs> Uh, and that was that aha moment um, and I realized hmm if I ever planned to leave the bubble of my management consulting work not to be always in uh, in that area of expertise for the whole entire life I should have started talking to and spending more time with people in other jobs in in the other line of work yeah so yeah that was uh a bit of a tangential answer to your question. Yeah. Most of my time in the last year was spent with colleagues from the industry. Yeah. I worked quite hard uh, a lot of days and a lot of them were spent outside of my um, home city and outside of home without uh, seeing uh, much of my wife. Yeah. And most of people that surrounded me were clients and colleagues. Interesting. What about yourself? That's a good question. Like I always wonder that because, you know, in our the way we choose to lead our lives, where it's, uh, you know, you're flying around all these top mining companies in the world and doing crazy projects all around the planet. Uh, like Adlan and I, like I travel, Adlan travels. So we don't have this routine where we go to the office and we do see the same people, have beers with the same people. There's nothing wrong with that. But in that life, when I used to live that life back in Deloitte, you know, there was a, my manager and somebody, then somebody like a colleague at work then maybe my girlfriend and uh, I don't know, my, my roommate. Those are the four or five people that I would be spending, you seeing on a daily basis. In, in like in our lives, there's nothing like such so recurring, maybe for a few months there's something recurring, then it changes and it changes again. And so it's really hard to pinpoint. I was thinking about that as well. I, I really don't have a consistent group of people that I see on all the time. For like three or four months, it might be these people, like I might spend, two months traveling with Adlan and I'll be like the the closest person with me then. Then I'll spend it like a, a week with the team or something else. Um, but on average, I would say my my brother Ilya, um, my, my mom, because she comes over to Australia for about two or three months per year. Um, then my girlfriend now. Um, probably I would even say like, we've been spending quite a bit of time this year um maybe like we met up four or five times this year so like in terms of impact that's been one of the top five for me okay so measuring in terms of impact um oh, interesting I, I i'm actually gonna take an action and uh, look into the calendar and maybe it's also a recommendation for your listeners yeah to b- go back in whatever the media you use to track your time um, i use calendar and just to probably try to quantify a number of days or hours spent with different groups of people yeah, yeah. so i know that my clients from specific industries or maybe specific even clients would be one group my wife my friends uh, yourself included will be in another uh, parents and i think i will be surprised that it will be heavily weighted on the clients and my teammates uh, to help those clients yeah now i'm thinking uh, something that I would probably make a resolution for the next year to change and track closely. It's an interesting thought. Do we track it on based on time or do we track it on impact? <sighs> That's a good one. 
I see time as a commodity. Yeah. As same as like as a resource, as yeah. money, um, as effort, tries. As and the impact uh, as the output of that. So if I have a lot of output from spending time with you, um, yeah. I would like to maximize my time to gain even more impact. So I would probably track time commitment um, as an input yeah, path yeah. into the system in in order to expect an even greater outcome. Yeah, and I guess time is easier to track than impact, Quant easier to quantify. Hmm. Um, on the other hand, you don't want to overdo time. You know, like Adlan and I, for instance, on consciously like we could just live in one country and all the time the whole year spent together because you know like we enjoy each other's company we come up with great ideas and so on but we consciously decided that all right like we're gonna live in different countries and then but we'll meet up like three four five times a year for trips and at least a week long each time maybe up to a month long and in that way this kind of like seeing each other and not seeing each other gives us an opportunity to go and hang out with other people, learn from them, and then come back and share into our experience together. I really like the word deliberate decision mm. uh, from what you said. And that um, intention and decision about what is the most effective and enjoyable time, amount of time to spend with a person. Yeah. And lock it in, don't let it not happen yeah. um, within your calendar, but also not to overdo it. Yeah. So there are diminishing returns from yeah, the time yeah, yeah. spent. I think that consciousness around making that decision, I think it's quite important because yeah. that's the only resource that we really own is yeah. time. Yeah. And being deliberate about how we spend it, um, I think I can see only upsides from that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, well, that's good. Well, um, Back to the, the main topic, proximity, mm. proximity power. Um, like, for instance, that was the purpose. One of the reasons to go to New Zealand for us was not the just like, OK, let's go explore the island. That was cool. That was definitely cool. But the whole like we didn't even plan those conversations. Right. But the being together, those conversations just came up like we went and picked up food. And on the way back, we we're talking about something or like on the sixth day we were riding the motorbikes. And like uh, we remember, like we had the intercoms connected to each other, and so we were just chatting. And then you came out. You had this. You had this idea. Look, you had this idea. Like on day five or four, you shared some idea about a new business opportunity. Um, and then like on day six, on the motorbikes in the crazy wind, we were talking about like how to refine that idea and how to make it a viable product for that will bring value to people. Mm. That wasn't part of the plan. That just happened on its own. And uh, so. Like, I'm really glad we did that. I think, I really think we should continue doing that and, uh, and just putting each, ourselves into cool environments where we could experience environment. And if conversations happen, they will, they will happen. Yeah, it's almost like creating an idea lab by yeah. putting people together in some sort of medium. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. All right. Also, so, we had some uh, bumps during the trip, right? Like in differences and uh, in in the view how to address things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they were also unplanned. And once we see that you or I or Alan would deal with the problem differently, we would not shy away. We would discuss like pros and cons. Yeah. It's like strong ideas loosely held. Yeah. We would then try to defend our ideas and then learn something. Like each one of us. 
uh, will have takeaways and walk away with some a different perspective on things. Whether we will choose or not to use it is a different question, but I think that could only have happened with the proximity because it's really hard to plan for them as a phone conversation or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And it's really nice to have that proximity ongoing for not just like one day or one catch. One catch up is still good. But like if you have it two, three, four days, you, you like ease into the relationship, you open up more. And that's when the magic happens, I believe. That's really cool. Um, all right. So what can our users, listeners, audience do in this you know, coming weekend uh, or maybe even in 2020? What can they do to increase, like leverage this principle of proximity is power? Well, if we were to deconstruct it and, and summarizing like what we discussed, uh, I'll take a stab of it, uh, but please jump in. Um, I think first I would s suggest to focus on what or who you want to be close to. So pick your target and that the five people you spent, you want right to spend away. time with. How, how? How do you pick like out of your group of people that you know, how do you pick the person or people or group or community you want to be close to? I would start with the historical analysis first. Who do I spend time with? And rank perceptionally um, people like uh, in terms of impact on my life, positive impact on my life, whether I enjoy being around them, whether I learn from them, uh, whether uh, together we provide a larger contribution to this world. And straight away, I have a prioritized list. If anything, I could pick up the top of that list and deliberately make a decision to make it them a target audience or target people to be close with um, in the coming period of time. Mm -hmm. But also, I would probably think of um, unexplored uh, opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so first, you need to free up space. I guess free up your time and second fill it up w with something either with the same group of people but just in different proportion or explore um, this world and try to reach out for new contacts whether it's random whether it's more deliberate by visiting certain workshops uh, like data science go conference to me uh, is an example of a randomizer function when you especially for the first timers when you go in and see a lot of people, like-minded people, like striving towards the same goal, and you bond with some of them. Mm -hmm. Not with everyone, because there are so many different people, but with some of them. That's an opportunity to increase your network and pick those people who you can learn from and you can, I guess, like learn from each other and grow together. So the first step I would suggest is to what or who like what do you want to spend time around or who you want well, to spend what time you want to achieve right correct like I, I example i had i recorded two podcasts i think uh was it this morning or yesterday morning where in both cases this is why like i thought of this topic that in one case the data science and they, they're going to be they're going to come out probably after this episode but nevertheless like a few weeks after but one of the um oh one of the data scientists, he is a freelancer on um, um, Upwork and he works as a data scientist freelancer. And so he consciously moved from the middle of the US to the Silicon Valley 
in order to be closer to the opportunities to be closer to clients and things happen from that like like listeners will hear from the podcast like that he was featured on upwork he met some clients he got to work at at some organizations and another one is uh, the other data scientist was a data scientist in australia in sydney and then he consciously moved to the Philippines where he, his family is originally from, but he lived for 20 or plus 20 plus years in Australia. He moved back to Manila, Philippines, and opened a company there, a data science consulting firm or data science training firm, because he saw that there's a big opportunity in Southeast Asia for data science coaching. And he wanted that proximity to the clients, to the opportunity, and now his company is thriving instead of doing the same thing, but out of Sydney. So in both cases, people physically relocated, not because they wanted to be near, near people, but because they wanted to be near opportunities. So it doesn't mean, doesn't have to be like a physical relocation permanently, but like you say, like going to a conference, that could be the proximity to a community. Um, I don't know, like what, what other types of proximities can there be? Um, proximity, like, I don't know, let's say if you want to, if you want to, um, let me help you out. If you want to learn surfing, uh, you might as well be living on the coast. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, if you kind of have to make the travel every time, like that 100K that you mentioned uh, from Brisbane to Gold Coast, at some point there'll be like a bad weather or you haven't slept enough and you'll skip it. Yeah. Just being there and living there will expose you to those opportunities. Yeah. Show up uh, is one of the first rules uh, to, uh, to an opportunity. That's if nothing right. else, show up. That's right. Proximity or, helps. Or if you like, for instance, you, you love talking to artistic people, you find very like enjoyable conversations, then, and you're, for instance, a data scientist, you're working in an office, well, it's very unlikely you're going to meet somebody artistic or like very few artistic people would be around you. Why don't you go and sign up for a painting class or a dancing class or something else? And be in the proximity of those people there and then the chances of you meeting the person that you'll enjoy having conversations with are maximized or much higher. And another example jumps to mind is your uh, retreats on, uh, on Bali that you do for fasting purposes. Yeah. You want to be with people who do the same thing to reinforce your habits. Yeah. So it's not probably the proximity to people you're after. It's after that we the common goal that yeah, you individually uh, go towards. That's good. I could fast in Australia and Brisbane, but it would be much harder because, you know, like I'm not in that environment. I want to, I want to have that proximity. So I go to Bali. Um, cool. Yeah. So step number one, pick your target. Uh, what would be step number two? Um, identify the location. Physically, these parrots are going crazy. Identify the physical location where you need to be for that to happen. Okay, and once you identify that, uh, what is the next step? Um, and once you identify the physical location, the next step would be, uh, yeah, just go and do it. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the deliberate, deliberately create, um, taking space uh, in your life, whether it's in the calendar, resources committed in terms of financial resources, traveling somewhere, tickets, make a commitment. Uh, Otherwise, it's the big rocks principle. Yeah. Otherwise, your important big rocks will be displaced by smaller uh, sand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that someone, something else will take uh, that proximity. 
uh, and fill that space next to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, be deliberate about it, whether it's, you know, it's, it's hard to act on it really fast, but uh, think about, I guess thinking about it is a good first starting point. And then we've got 2020, the year is just about to start. So planning it into the year would be a very, very good uh, resolution. Maybe earlier, the earlier, the better, I would say. And one of questions that I was wondering about, how people can get uh, proximity with you. Because for many, you would be an inspirational figure and the key person in the data science world. Um, how can they uh, learn from you more and get Oh, thanks. Thanks. It's really cool. Um, well, proximity, I guess uh, if, we, if we take into account like proximity of I don't know, like, can you count a, po a podcast as proximity? We've been talking about physical proximity, but like probably let, let's, let's keep talking about physical. Physical proximity, like sometimes we do um, meetups when we travel, we have meetups in different cities. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I'm definitely always at Data Science Go. Um, and you plan to have two events next year. Yeah, <laughs> not many people will hear this, but yes, uh, we are planning. I mean, not many people will hear this because this is the very end of the podcast and it's a long one. So maybe some people have dropped off. But for those who are still here, yes, next year, uh, this is a spoiler alert from Vitaly. Uh, we're going to have two data science goes. One is going to be in Berlin. It's going to be very limited, only 200 seats available. So that will be announced probably sometime in January or February. So keep it between us. <laughs> oh, we're going to do a big episode, right? Of course. Yeah, we're going to do a big episode sometime in January. Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with a list of topics, send each other questions, and then record a stellar episode with no parrots. <laughs> <laughs> Damn parrots. All right, thanks so much, and see you in January. Thanks, guys.